0: Today's episode of Friday Rollin' on the BS Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music. Other sites have the nasty habit of showing you lower prices and charging you huge fees at checkout. At SeatGeek, the price you see is always the price you pay. Download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Starry Station, the world's best touchscreen router for blazing fast Wi-Fi. Lord, I wish we had this in our Any Given Wednesday ringer offices because we do not have blazing fast Wi-Fi. It's designed to give you a better and smarter way to stream and surf throughout your home. It even has parental controls. God, I need those too. And easy ways to make support call- calls. Uh, say goodbye to Wi-Fi problems and blinking lights. Control your Wi-Fi on your own. Learn more about Star Station at starry.com. Don't forget to check out theringer.com. We are in day 10. Could not be happier with this site. We're still hiring people. It's been awesome. Uh, Check it out. Check us out on Twitter, at Ringer. Any given Wednesday, my new HBO show, um, which they're just not promoting enough, in my opinion. I don't feel like they're running the ads enough, and I haven't seen any billboards. Uh, That's launching Wednesday, June 22nd, 10 p.m. Uh, no Joe House today, but we're still going to Friday roll with Adam. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Clear enough for you. All right.
0: All right. As I mentioned, um, I have a show launching soon. Can you pick rolling? We have to hire writers when you have a television show. I have three of them in my office right now. Two of them are going to be on the podcast. One of them is just going to stare at them, and we might bring them in at one point, but. On the podcast right now, Joel Solomon and Pat Barker. Um, Joel wears a Yankee hat to The Office every day. Um, it's it's like you're trying to deliberately defy me and everything I stand for, but that's fine. We'll get into that.
1: I have to have my thing, I feel.
0: Yeah, you do. It's your yeah. thing. You're like, I, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm not going to change for you or anybody else. I'm not going to dance for the man. I get it. I'll be consistent. Season two, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Pat Barker... Uh, a diehard Philly fan. Somehow we ended up with like six Philly fans between the TV show and the Ringer. Although you hate the Eagles,
2: hate the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Strong.
0: Philly's, How six. you a Philly Sixers, fan, but You flying. hate the
2: Eagles uh, because I grew up surrounded by Eagles fans. Yeah, and they're just they're awful people. <laughs> wow. Okay. They're just yeah. Hot take number one. Uh, Eagles fans are just they're brutal. Well, I think what it really was is I was a baseball fan prominently in, in a, a football town. Okay, And, you know, I would go to Phillies games with 15,000 people in the vet. It's empty. They're getting their asses kicked. And the fans are chanting E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. And I just built this disdain for the the Eagles. And, And specifically their fans. And many of whom are my friends, my family. And I just, I hate that aspect about them. I hate Eagles fans collectively.
0: Well, wow, it's the it's a scorching hot take. Uh,
2: we are never going Li- to be
0: welcome back. We have Brendan Lynch here, who wears uh, one of two giant hats every day. He does not have a mic because we only have three mics. But we're going to bring him later as a closer. So you have you have like thirty five forty minutes to think about a great story that you want to tell. He's nodding. He doesn't have a microphone. Uh, <laughs> no Joe House today is playing golf. Huge shoes to fill. This is God. Yeah, come on Joe House. It's Friday rolling. We're Friday rolling here. We have game four. Of the NBA Finals tonight. I want to talk about that first, and we have some topics we want to hit. The Warriors are getting points tonight. The Warriors are one-and-a-half-point underdogs. They won 73 games. Um, They came back from 3-1 against OKC. They have a better team. They killed Cleveland in the first two games. They didn't play well in Game 3. Cleveland's the all-time front-running team. And now the Warriors are not favored in Game 4. Your thoughts.
2: Well I mean the the line doesn't reflect what Vegas actually thinks as much as what they they expect people to bet and if you watched game 3 it's easy to think that this is a brand new series Kevin Love is out they're in Cleveland the momentum alone made it look like they looked like two completely different teams it was like the like a, a body switch
0: What do you happened. think Joe
1: home, home court has been crazy throughout the NBA playoffs it's like different teams when they're at home. But I've never seen anything like the NBA playoffs where between two days, the media, fans just completely pivot. On it's unbelievable. And and that is why... I mean, yes, these are still the Warriors. Steph is definitely someone that I, I would worry about right now. What's wrong with Steph? Is it injuries? Is he just hit, hitting a cold streak? But they're still the Warriors. It's still the same team. They could easily come out tonight and win by 20. Probably
0: not, but... Well, and Cleveland also has... Because of just something about them, when they're up 15, they look like one of the five greatest teams. They're, they basically turn into the Showtime Lakers crossed with the 2016 Warriors. <laughs> but it always happens when they're up between 15 and 22 points. And J.R. Smith's yeah. just firing away. Kyrie's doing his it, thing. It, it's
1: very, it's funny because the Warriors sometimes play better when they're down 10. Not when, when they're getting blowed out, but like 10 when they're in that 10-minute Uh, Yeah, they need to get slapped in the
0: face when they rally. They just didn't do it in
1: Game 3. The Cavs have a
2: lot of momentum, guys. Like, when momentum is on their side, Kyrie looks unstoppable. J.R. Smith... Uh, even LeBron, LeBron gets passive. I feel like when they're behind, yeah, and, and when they're ahead, he's in attack mode. He's going to the basket, and when they're behind, you know, he'll, he'll get the ball, hold it for six seconds, and then give it to J.R. Smith.
1: Coming out on that nine-zero run was like huge for the Cavs. A little bit of confidence, sw- that swagger. They, the Cavs need it. Where sometimes the Warriors just don't doubt themselves,
0: but the Cavs, I think, really need to come out strong, have a lead. Yeah. Well, so. A couple of things just historically. You know, the Warriors have been in the conversation with the 86 Celtics, you know, the 96 Bulls, the 87 Lakers, some of the all time great teams. The 86 Celtics were never underdogs in a playoff game. I'm just, just throwing that out there first. Never happened, never would have happened. Same thing for the 96 Bulls. I don't remember in Seattle in the finals the 96 Bulls like getting two points. Well, they didn't have Timothy Mozga, So, <laughs> I mean, the game changer. <laughs> Uh, so that's one thing. the other thing is I think there's some I I don't like the hot take culture and the people overreacting this stuff I think it's weird that Steph hasn't played a good finals game yet we are now a week into the finals and I think it might have been game two and he just got in a foul trouble and and he was never able to get in all of a sudden they're up 20 and he just never got in the flow but in a weird way, this is kind of a statement game for him. Yeah, I, I, I think he I, has to play well tonight. I
2: agree. I mean, the thing about games 1 and 2 is that they won by such a large margin that you're able to look at it and be like, "Wow, they won and Steph didn't even have to get going." Right. And then in game 3 when you lose by 30, it's like, "Well, they they lost because Steph didn't get going."
0: But he was at I mean, his body language was terrible. He had a weird look on his face. He's been face. awful.
2: Steve Kerr was asking him on the bench, "Are you okay?" Right. Which is troubling. You know, with a back-to-back MVP that you even have to ask that. Um but yeah, he
0: he did Like you guys saw me on the test show on Tuesday. My body language was great.
2: <laughs> it was None of point. you guys were like, "Are
0: you the, is he okay? Is he alright?" Like never, I was ready for the test show. <laughs> yeah. Steph Curry, it's like you, you, this is the finals. There's 20 million people watching. What are you doing? Do you So here's my theory because I know one of the things we want to talk about today is what's wrong with Steph Curry and is he overrated? Was that one of your, ta- was, well, how did you frame it? Uh, was that, oh, Pat, Pat's our hot Bill, take artist. I'm, the, I'm
2: the hot take guy. I don't even think Steph Curry is that good at basketball. Okay, great. Cut his mic. I believe the, the question was, is, is he a choke artist? Is he unclutch? Does he, is he, <laughs> here's a hot take, uh, internet. Steph Curry is the Peyton Manning of basketball. Oh. Are we
0: ready to go there? He won a title last year.
2: Yeah, so did Peyton Manning.
0: Oh, they both right. want the parallels
2: okay. are eerie, Bill. I have
0: a theory. Um, that the new shoe that was coming out, the oh chef, boy. which took a beating on the internet yesterday, the, 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 right? Do the you lows. think he saw it, like he maybe he didn't see the, that shoe until like a week ago? <laughs> and they they sent him, like, hey, man, here's the shoes, man, here's what it looks like. And he was like, oh my god, I'm gonna take a beating on the internet. <laughs> he's playing, and just got
2: in his head. He's playing like a guy who knows that that is his shoe, yeah. And like, that he has po- to
0: that, wear that. I'm dead
1: serious. Is it possible he's freaked out about the shoe? Between that and the uh, Instagram girl sitting row one, he has a lot on his mind. That oh, is, the wife didn't yeah,
0: like that. that There's that, no way. That had to have come up at the Curry house. There's no uh, way. Uh, well, mm-hmm. the other thing, they quietly mentioned last round that he got a shot in his elbow before game six. So that tells me his elbow is actually like really bad because my whole philosophy on um, when somebody injects things into your body. Yeah. Either they're doing it as a preventive measure or because you're in pain. Those are those are really the two. Re- uh, unless you have a heroin problem. Brennan, <laughs> Brennan, is there any other reason to get injected? No. Bren, Brennan <laughs> says no. Dynamite um,
2: dropping. So it's <laughs> great.
0: He's here. i podcasts. podcast. Um, but yeah, I, that tells me he's hurt and he's got... What was the other injury he had? An
2: well, he, he started with the ankle and then he, he had the knee. Um, oh, the knee. And then the elbow.
0: But I thought last round, because I, I was convinced he was hurt. And then when I went to game five against OKC and I was watching him cut around the picks and say he's fine. Like, his and knee's th- fine.
1: But that's that's where I think is the, is the problem in this series. Steph, you usually can create his own shots. you know yeah. with, with with Clay, you get him on on his spot, and he's a marksman with steph. i this so far, I just don't think he can create his own shots. These are long guys. LeBron's quick. Jefferson's playing him tight.
0: And maybe that. Jefferson. Which is insane.
1: (laughs) Which is crazy. (laughs) The
3: Warriors Warriors (laughs) had to
0: give first round picks to Utah to take Jefferson away (laughs) three years ago. And now he's like the third best player in the Cavs. There's always someone in the final.
1: Iguodala last year. Someone always steps up. Now this year, Jefferson. Who, by the way, Luke Walton played with at Arizona and now is going to be the head coach of the Lakers. I know. They were like
0: buddies. They were weird. Yeah photos of them remember there was that one sports blog moment like eight years ago they're on yachts wearing like weird rich guy clothes they took like a two-day beating pat remembers pat remembers all sports blog moments
2: uh, i'm I'm a big yacht guy so anything involving yachts is pretty much my wheelhouse do you think curry
0: like everybody's been chipping him for four rounds yeah you know, and he and I was watching it. I really noticed it just being at that one game, and it was like anytime he came around to pick, somebody was throwing the elbow out, throwing the knee out, sure. banging him, hitting him on picks, trying to blindside pick him. And I do wonder, maybe maybe he's not built to take that kind of beating. Like MJ, LeBron, guys like that, they're just they're like battering rams. LeBron just comes in, he comes in, he's never hurt. Maybe Curry's just breaking down.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I I don't think that teams played him particularly physically. During the season. A couple of teams, the
0: Clippers did, the Celtics did, um, and that was really it.
2: Yeah, and the Celtics, other than Oklahoma City, had, you know, probably the most success against them this year. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's a cumulative effect of getting bumped around for four series, suffering legitimate injuries, and not being able to get uh, a rhythm going. He just hasn't played the kind of minutes that you would, during the regular season, every night he was, you know, he was, for the first three quarters... Uh, getting a rhythm going, and I just feel like he hasn't been able to do that in the playoffs. I feel like you have something sarcastic to say, and you're holding back. I don't want you to hold back, I just, Joel. I you don't have, like you have
1: this, a
0: comment. This Curry ba- hate. It's, it's, oh, that's why you're mad at Pat. He,
1: he did it all all season. Tonight, he could very well drop 40, and and that and that's why you're, he's probably banged up. It, it would help if Clay if Clay showed up in this series. That w- that would certainly help. So
0: here's the case for the Warriors: just the way they're built, they're constructed that. If they play five games, in one of those five games Clay is going to be awesome, and in one of those five games Steph is going to be awesome, and then there's like a fifty percent chance that in that third game Steph and Clay together are going to be awesome. So just law of averages, say one of those guys is going to be awesome tonight, and this is what mm-hmm. we said. Um, I think I had it was house before game six, and I was saying like OKC is a better team, but with Golden State, that one variable you can't predict is are those guys going to go off. They're just due to go off in this series. The fact that Clay or Steph, Nor-Steph, nor steph Clay Klay-Nor-Steph? I think it's the, Nor. Nor? nor Clay steph Norsteph Klay-Nor-Steph <laughs> has gotten hot in the finals yet is, is kind of uh, an anomaly.
2: Yeah, but didn't we say the same thing after three games last year? Specifically about Steph? Uh, after three games, everybody was like, oh, he's due. Game four is the one he's going to go off. And then he's due. Game five is the one where he's... And he never really, I mean, you know, game six, a little bit. You so know? you're
0: really convinced he's the Peyton Manning of the NBA, even uh, though he has I mean, anyone won a title.
2: I mean, that that might be a, a, li, a little hot takey, but I think it's a fair a question. I think it's a, I think he it's a fair say, question yeah. to ask, like where there's smoke, is there fire? If it was just this year, you could chalk it up to the injuries. I feel like last year he didn't have that excuse. Like it's not just Peyton Manning. Like there have been athletes historically who do not perform as well. In championship games, he could be one. I'm not saying he definitively is. I'm just saying it's not unreasonable they're, to ask. They're
1: just bored in Cleveland, guys. Let's be honest. They, this is a long road. They got through Oklahoma City.
0: Now, I mean, they're. they're Maybe, that's a good theory. Maybe just on the road at OKC, follow the Bay on the road at Cleveland, you just get sad. That's a rough stretch. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> that's a rough like, stretch. Hey, hey, guys, you want to go to Morton's again? <laughs> <Like where they're, laughs> there's not a lot going on in Cleveland, no. and there's less going on in OKC. It's possible. The the
1: other thing I do actually think, no joking, I would worry about it tonight. I'm curious to see what you think if if uh, Draymond gets a technical, if somehow the Cavs row him up Ooh. and they lose, going back to Golden State, or if somehow Draymond does get that uh, second technical and gets benched a game. I mean that that would be that would be trouble.
0: Now you have Brennan's attention because in yes. a sports <laughs> movie, they would send like the twelfth man out. They, they, who uh, James Jones Dante or Dante Jones, Jones. Yes. one of the Joneses, just goes out and just ho- tries to hockey fight Draymond, basically.
2: Yeah, I, that's think, a good that, I move. think that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, that would be a great move. Is Cleveland smart enough to do that?
2: I mean, they they you know when they sent in James Jones at the end of game two, which was a blowout, Steph was still in the game for some reason. There was about six minutes left. And the first thing James Jones did when he got in there was knock Steph down on a hard screen. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. And they pulled Steph out immediately. So yeah, I think uh if, if James Jones has to be the enforcer of the team, I i I say go for it. Absolutely.
0: Do you still have Tyron Liu's number in that cell phone? Tyron Liu, I guarantee K G, who is I think Tyron Lu is either his best friend or his second best friend. I bet I bet he's in Tyloo's ear, being like, "Go and stay there, pussies. What? Got to bang them around? Send James Jones out to get Draymond in a fight." Okay. Oh, what um, a spot for Tyloo though? This is huge. Hold on, I want to talk about Five Four Club. Um, guys, you, do you like shopping? Of you course. like shopping? We have paychecks now. This is
1: amazing. Yeah, no, but do
0: you like going to the store and shopping, or Absolutely would you rather just not? Would you? Wouldn't you rather have somebody just deliver clothes to your house? Yeah, I didn't All know right. I had the option. Yeah. Oh, you have the option. Um, are you lazy? Would you say you're lazy shoppers? Look at me. I was late for this podcast. You
2: were like, you were like, <laughs> and <laughs> I was true. later than he was. Yeah, that's
0: true. You're both lazy. Uh, in that case, the 5-4 Club has you covered. They provide styling advice. Do you need styling advice?
2: Look at me. Yeah,
0: you definitely need styling advice. And recommendations. They will make you a styling profile. They'll deliver clothes to your door every month. Four style profiles. Classic, casual, forward, and mix. They do not have a hot, hot take profile yet. And, and or exceedingly sarcastic. I don't have either of those. Uh, go to 54 clubcom dot com. Use promo code BS at sign up. Get 50 percent off your first package. You get one hundred twenty dollars worth of clothing for thirty dollars for your first month's package. They mailed me some. I Actually, I think on Wednesday I, I wore a little f- five four club in the office. Yeah. So check that five four club. Uh, let's go through your your topics. Well,
2: we we hit Steph Steph. Curry a little
0: bit. Sure. What was that? The next one was Kevin Love.
2: Yeah, we were we were talking about the other day. What would you do if you're the Cavs and Kevin Love is cleared to play Game Four? How do you use him? What do you do,
0: Joe? What's your answer?
2: I,
1: which is what's going to happen. You know, come come off the bench, which is probably lucky for the Cavs right now. Shockingly, they didn't do it in Game One. Pat has a different take.
2: I I don't let him in the building. I, I tell him to just stay away. You tell um, him the
0: time of the game has been changed? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh hey, may yeah.
0: We we had a terrorist threat in the stadium. We're gonna play this yeah. tomorrow now, Friday? I, I, would, I would go
2: all out on whatever lie it takes to keep Kevin Love away. Uh maybe have his limo driver just make a wrong turn and end up in like Cincinnati or something. I don't I don't want him. <laughs> If if I'm the Cavs, unless he's the guy who's going to come in and mess with Draymond Green, unless you want him taking the James Jones role, I have no role for him. They're a better team without him on the floor. But we knew this before the the finals. Well, what's done is done, Bill. I don't coach the team. I'm I'm telling you, I
0: was stunned. Like I was saying, I I was tweeting a little bit during Game Two. It was just like they're going to get swept if they don't emphasize defense a little more. And you can't play Kevin Love and Kyrie at the same time in this series. Because the Golden State, the ball movement, they're just going to keep getting open threes. They won both of those games by 20-plus, and they didn't even play well. And so you, you have to fix that. And you had the litmus test of two games in the regular season, last
3: year's yeah. finals.
1: Even Stephen Adams, Oklahoma City, if Mozgov could be Stephen Adams' light with, or without the tattoos and the mustache. I love Mozgov. <laughs> I really do.
0: <laughs> He's running around like Frankenstein. He's like uh, the Drago. He said a nice cheap pick on Clay Thompson, though. Oh, that and was everyone's not arguing. Cheap. It was like, oh, that's not cheap. That's basketball. It's like, he, he, that's not a place on the court where you set a pick. By the way,
1: how, how much do you love at one point in that game? It was uh, four Knicks and I believe Kyrie Irving on the floor. Oh, yeah. It was like Schumpert, uh It was. J.R. Smith. It was like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's one there's more. There's Knicks spread everywhere. But this was, I mean, it is weird. Like, who was the better general manager, Phil Jackson or LeBron? Because LeBron is now winning with these guys, whereas Carmelo,
0: not so much. Well, so that's the fundamental problem with this team is, first of all, that LeBron's the GM. I'm pretty sure he's not qualified to be a GM. <laughs> but he also, when he went there, he put together a team that was based on what was succeeding from like 2007 to 2013. He put together like a past tense contender. He didn't realize that the league was changing. So you trade Wiggins for Love. Love play I I think LeBron in whatever whatever iteration of basketball this is now, he has to be a 4. Like to play him at small forward is idiotic. Like he's he actually you could talk me into him being a 5, right? Yeah. You can't have him and Kevin Love on the court at the same time and then also play Tristan Thompson. It's like that's basketball from 2009. So this Love thing, and Jonathan Jarks did a good job of writing about it in the ringer yesterday. This Love thing pushed LeBron to the four, which is where he should have been playing against a team like Golden State anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's, I don't feel like this is Kevin Love's fault as much as it's just the team he's on. They have too many power forwards and not enough perimeter guys.
2: Here's, Here's why I feel like it is at least partially Kevin Love's fault. We know what Kevin Love is as a defender. So I'm not going to blame Kevin Love for being a poor defender. He's always been one that's, you know, not his fault. You
0: blame him for getting concussed?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Get your head out of the way. No, uh, I blame him for, in games one and a half, uh, not doing what he's capable of offensively. He was taking the ball to the rack. He was the biggest player down there, and he wasn't finishing. He right. wasn't hitting threes, he wasn't finishing from under the basket. So it's like if you don't offer me anything defensively and on top of that, now you don't offer me anything offensively, seriously, what good are you? I, I don't understand what the it, argument for having him in the game at any point is.
1: Well, this is where maybe coming off the bench and and you know, not, not I do like your theory, you know, keeping him out of the building, but if they <laughs> if they need him, if they, coming off the bench, if Cleveland is struggling scoring, you know, it is a lot to ask of these guys. You know, they're not these when they are scoring seventy points, you know they're not going to beat. Cle- they're not going to beat Golden State. So maybe coming off the bench, that will. If he, you're right. If he can put points on the board, that's where Love maybe does help in these games where Cleveland can't get offense going.
0: Well, especially if they put the ball in his hands. I, I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm worried that the Celtics are going to panic trade for him, and then I talk myself into the panic trade, and then I talk myself out of it. And you know, the guy was so good in Minnesota. A couple you, years ago. You wanted them in Boston, right? I, I, I still kind of want him in Boston. Because I think about all the shots that Jared Sollinger took and missed on the Celtics. These wide open threes at the top of the key. That the Stevens offense, slash and kick, just creates these great shots for big guys. And none of the big guys in the Celtics could make them. We had <laughs> Olinick, You had Amir Johnson. You had Sollinger. Like, none of them were really great three-point shooters. O'Linick was pretty good. Um, that's about it. And then you put Kevin Love in that offense just in the Sollinger spot and you ask him to do everything they asked Sollinger to do. And I think he'd be successful. And I do think in basketball, it does matter your situation. You oh, yeah. Sure, for sure. Like if if you guys came to the T V show and you're comedy writers and we were like, Hey guys, we want you to edit some bits. That's what you guys are gonna do And this show, you'd be like, I'm not good at this. I'm I write comedy. That's kind of what they've done to Kevin Love. They put him in the corner. Anytime they have him post up, it's it's it almost seems like he's rusty. Like he can't
2: he's like, Oh, I
0: got the ball, I gotta do something. And he's trying is like he's trying too hard.
2: Yeah. No, I I agree. I think he's
0: way in his own head and I think it's salvageable. I really do.
2: Yeah, no, I I think a change of scenery would be great for Kevin Love. But I I don't I don't feel like on Cleveland it's it's going to work um,
0: like the fact, like you said before, how bad he was on just on the post ups in the finals. Yeah. The guy was a great post up player in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Like that, would, like you put him on the block, and he could either he had a little fadeaway, he'd go baseline. He had like a nice little running ju- running hook into the lane. And now he's like a spaz. And and I don't out- know how you passes. lose the ability to be to play in the low post.
2: Well, I I think personally, like you know, Kyrie isn't enough of a pass first. Uh, point guard to get him those shots that's an understatement (laughs) yeah I mean you know if LeBron was the primary ball handler I think Kevin Love would be way better off because he could knock down those shots but with I I just don't think he fits into the LeBron Kyrie mold I I just don't think
0: I think it's two really tough guys to play with when they're on the court together he
2: could end up being really good on Boston or even worse for the Knicks and I'm rooting for the latter How about Sixers I, I love a good train wreck Sixers um no we'll pass the, pack? really yeah okay. on, on on behalf of jerry Angela, we're gonna guess? take a hard pass okay on Kevin the Love.
1: guy who comes out the best <laughs> by the way is is jerry west when golden state like everyone's like oh my gosh it's of amazing. course of course you trade clay thompson and i jerry west reportedly gave such a hard no he, he was like listen guys you hired me to do one thing no basketball i appreciate that you're a tech billionaires but if you trade clay thompson
0: i'm 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 out of here I, I won't swear. On and your they podcast, spent like but. they spent like three months debating whether to do that trade or not. And it was real there was real there was like two camps. Yeah. And Steve Carr was in the keep quay thing because the the keep quay thing was like this is like the most unbelievable advantage to have these two guys making threes and they're young and they're going to get better and there's not a lot of two guards. But Kevin Love was one of the like eleven best players in the league. On Minnesota. And they're offering him, you know, basically Clay. The problem was Minnesota fucked it up. If Minnesota had... Because Minnesota wanted Harrison Barnes, too. They wanted oh, Clay they Thompson, went. Harrison Barnes, and David Lee's contract. And Golden State was like, no way. I mean, if they had just been like, Clay and David Lee for, for love. Let's just do it right now. That would have been an awesome trade for Minnesota. I mean, they would have yeah. had Wiggins, Clay, Rubio, Towns a year later. Maybe they don't get Towns. I don't know.
2: Well, they, they wouldn't have had... uh Oh, yeah. No, I guess they will, yeah.
1: I
0: mean, if they had
2: looked yeah. at
1: the
0: lottery.
2: Right.
1: And then you're here sitting with Craig Kilborn talking about Minnesota Timberwolves in the finals and not us. Have you seen his pass on YouTube? The
0: pass. The, I, I hadn't seen it. I when not brought that up. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was. Um, we're talking about Casper mattresses. Obsessively engineered, American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Do you guys like your mattresses? They could be better. I could use a new one out here. Oh come on, Casper! How many hours do you, a night do you guys sleep? Not enough. Uh, Seven?
2: I I, I get it. I get a good eight in
0: there. Eight? Yeah. So one third of your life you spend sleeping. Yeah. Um, I mean I don't understand why wouldn't you guys have a good mattress? Casper brings together two comfy technologies um, for better nights, better days: latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink and just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. Even better, a risk-free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. You can try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, they will pick it back up. They sent one to me. It's really good. $500 for a twin-size mattress, $950 for a king-size mattress. Um, that's an outstanding price point. And, if, and right now, you can get $50 off any mattress purchase by going to casper.com BS. Use code BS terms and conditions apply casper.com bs you like your i
3: have one
0: you have one yeah. do you like it it's great okay you know what i think what i figured out how to use brendan here at the end we ask him what his top his last three internet deep dives were Oof.
2: oh my god
0: that'll be great right you think of that you think of that brendan all right. uh all right what's next on our list of topics
2: Uh, Would you play for Team USA? I'm going to ask you first, Bill, given the the political climate and uh, Zika virus and everything, would you play for Team USA?
0: I'm a bad person to ask because I'm just terrified of viruses. (laughs) And I'd be afraid to go and I would come up with some fake excuse like Steph Curry did. I'm banged up. I can't go. (laughs) I'm not saying it was a fake excuse, but I'm saying it's the kind of excuse I would have used. (laughs) Yeah, my ankle hurts. My knee hurts. I can't make it. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Good luck. Good luck with the gold medals. Bring it home. Yeah. I'll be watching. I'll be cheering you. There's no way I would go there the more people that are in one place, the more dangerous it is. I think uh, this whole thing's terrifying.
2: Well, there's probably know, not going to be many people at the Olympics. I, <laughs> I,
0: I went four years ago. It was the most people I've ever seen in my life and they're all packed together. I, I don't know. I, I, it makes me super nervous.
1: This is good for Spain. The Spain is now excited to win the gold medal. Then I, are we ta- sure
2: these guys are going to go? No, probably. They're probably, I, I'm just putting this out there. If, Nobody in the NBA wants to play. I will play. Like I came in prepared to discuss this as a hypothetical, but if it gets down to like my spot on the roster, I'll go. I'm I'm five eight. I'm in terrible shape, uh, but I, I could shoot twenty percent from three. Pat
1: got into wrestling take yesterday because he thinks if you are a staff or I don't know who else dropped out, Lamarcus, I think you're you're anti-American if you don't show up for Team USA, and that was the if Tate had virus a, or no virus virus
0: or no virus you're showing
1: up the for...
2: anti-american Peyton Manning of basketball
0: what? Yeah. <laughs> one thing I was thinking if none of the NBA players want to go um, we send like the best celebrity players that we have like Common and uh, who the guy Jesse Williams the Beebs. Cameron yeah Cameron Rappaport. like we just no Kevin Hart because we won't win N- Uh. Uh-uh. but we just send celebrities and maybe that's the way to go or we just like maybe the worst team and maybe the Sixers have to go this is your penance for, for tanking the last three years. We're sending.
2: I'd be excited to see the Sixers actually win a game. <laughs> As a Sixers fan, that would def- be exciting to see Joel Embiid beat up on Angola. I would get a kick out of that.
0: First of all, you get hurt. Sure, you get hurt either in the practice, or it could be a Paul George injury, or you could actually get hurt during the game. Also, like it's just kind of nice to if you're, especially if you're somebody who's played three or four rounds, like Durant, where you played you know, for eight straight months. Why do I want to now go to the Olympics and compete and then rest for a month? And now I'm in the NBA season. I'd rather have the time off. Uh, You're already,
1: Duran already won. Yeah. unless you're like Westbrook, who just wants to yeah, play. Yeah, Westbrook's a maniac. Westbrook's like, like, a cyborg. Like Westbrook's yeah. like, I'll go.
0: I don't. Yeah. I'm not afraid of any virus. I'm Let's going. Let's do it. Yeah,
1: I'll, I will play in in anywhere, anytime. Let's do it. But
0: if maybe you have, maybe we just send Westbrook, and he just picks <laughs> 11 of his friends, and that and that's our <laughs> Olympic team.
2: But if you're all right, if you're Anthony Davis, do you go? I go if I'm Anthony Davis. What else am I going to do?
1: He's got, does he have a bad shoulder? Yeah. So. And Carmelo. Carmelo <laughs> needs, needs the win. I, I feel like Carmelo is building now to be like the greatest Olympian of all time. That's his path. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Five gold medals. Yeah. Just like I'll go be the Michael Phelps of USA basketball.
0: Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. I like
1: that.
0: So then when people talk about uh, how many gold medalists, yeah. it's like him, Carl Lewis, Michael Phelps, Carmelo Anthony. And Kurt Angle, yeah. The greatest Olympian. And Kurt Angle yeah. and Bruce Jenner. That's Car- Carmelo's. Power. Careful. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> he won. He, would have won. he was pretty it. good.
2: He was on a Wheaties box.
0: How many American decathlon- decathletes have actually won the gold medal? Brandon, you know this, no? Did uh, Dan or Dave? No, Dan and Dan <laughs> and <laughs> Dave didn't. Neither of those guys won. Um, well, I so I like the idea of Westbrook, a couple shooters and like nine rebounders. Send the globe trots and it's like Kobe's farewell game. Every single game, Westbrook <laughs> just shooting forty-five times and yelling at everybody and just walking around with that Westbrook just being mad. I like your idea too of using the Olympics as salvation for people who just can't get over. It. Like maybe we just send like Dwight Howard and Carmelo and all these guys who just can't. Kyle Lowry, yeah. Kevin Love, Kevin Love. <laughs> it becomes redemption, guy or guys who never won a like the,
1: a ring. Maybe it's like a. Like a, a, a retirement send-off. Those are the
0: guys that get to... We you send
2: think ab- Kobe, too. What do you think yeah.
0: about sending all retired players? I love that. That I love. Like, what if Karl Malone was representing us <laughs> and people like that?
2: I mean, we wouldn't win, but it would be fun. It would be fun. Just well, like the senior NBA tour. MJ would
0: be fun. MJ's... 53-year-old MJ, back, I'm back. The, the
2: bat signal just goes off. If you put Barkley on the team, I'm in. Would you send the D-League champions? Mm. I'd rather see the retired players. College?
0: Would you go twenty-two and under? Because that's where I think they should go with this anyway. I think it's it,
2: twenty-two and under is all pros. Everybody plays one year in college, so like, on the off chance that your one year happens during the Olympics, then I, sure. But everybody's one and done, so yeah. If you want to go twenty-two and under, like NBA players, like I'm all for that.
1: Calipari doesn't want these guys going. We can,
0: they could get they could get hurt. They're about to make millions. could Send towns. Send. Uh, who else could we send? Simmons, Devin Booker, like a bunch of those type of guys. Sid Buddy. Well, no, a- Buddy Healed, but he's too old. He's twenty-seven. How
2: old is he? There, there was a great article on the ringer.com the other day. Oh, you guys should check that out. Um, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like what? It, what was the worst team that we could send and still win the gold medal? I voted for I Kobe and All Rebounders. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fun, a fun game to play. Like, uh, not hypothetically, play it in reality. Like, just yeah. try to, to get away with that.
0: What do you think of both Lopez brothers being, like, the, kind of the backbone of the team and just being goofy? Well, ooh. Like, stories they, about how the Lopez yeah. brothers have taken over Olympic Village. It, They're beloved. They Everyone loves them. They're up. so goofy. <laughs> they arranged a screening of Toy Story 3. <laughs> yeah.
1: They have all the pins. People
0: love them. That's yeah. my dream podcast for the Ringer Podcast Network. Are the two Lopez brothers? The Two Lopez brothers with the podcast every week. <laughs> if the Lopez brothers are listening, uh, you can have a podcast for us. Just email me. The
1: Lopez, what would they talk about every week? Hailing cabs in
0: Brooklyn, maybe. Well, what? Have you followed that? Followed the Lopez brothers at all?
1: Like, they, uh, they, I'm going
2: yeah. to be honest. I'm, go, I'm uninformed on the Brooke Lopez went brothers. went to Comic Con. He's there's, like a huge. Yeah, they go to
0: Comic Con. Like, there's photos of like Robin Lopez by himself at Disney World the day before Lakers game like just soloing down there and going on the rides and stuff the seven foot guy like next to all these little kids yeah they're they're like they're like um, little kids that they're like Josh Baskin and Big if Josh Baskin and Big switched bodies with seven footers that's who they are Okay. So, if they want a podcast, they're they're more. So,
2: than I'm available. in. So, we got the Lopez brothers. We got Carmelo. We the got the Lope, The Lopez brothers, Westbrook, Carmelo. Westbrook. And eight role guys. We're good. Carl Anthony Towns.
0: We've built a great team. Colangelo. Kevin Love. Would you bring J.R. Smith to start an international incident? Yes. Or no? Yes. You need, he would.
2: He'd have to. You need
0: to. a wild card like the, the Barkley. Yeah. J.R. Smith would be good. That's one of my predictions for tonight. Like, if we make predictions that. We don't know if they're actually going to happen, but just throwing them out there with like 10 to 1 odds. The Warriors being up by 20, followed by J.R. Smith doing something horrible, <laughs> like shoving somebody into the basket support or a trip or like one of his, like the time when he knocked out Jay Crowder. Cause he's, he'll do that three times a year he'll do something crazy that would not be legal in real life
2: I'd love to see him and Draymond get that, into it right. I'm fired up from all the recent baseball your, fights yeah that's your Draymond guy and, and Manny Machado and everything like that that's what I want if if I could if I could pick how the game ends tonight I don't care who wins I just want J.R. Smith and Draymond Green to, to throw hands Tate
0: what would you how easy would it be to get Draymond upset in a technical on him wouldn't it take like five seconds I mean it's like one insult right
3: well he's trying to
2: get you to do that so like you're combating you're going back and forth so they, what
0: they, what J.R. Smith should do is he should get all this intel on Draymond find out one girl in Draymond's life in the last five years that's like a sore spot either some girl Draymond couldn't get or somebody that <sighs> broke up with him or somebody who also had sex with another NBA player who's not as good as Draymond any of that and you just go and you just bring that up second quarter and you just get in his head and make him mad and now he's turns into Alpha Dog Draymond. That's what you need.
2: I agree. You go right. Psychological this warfare. Is where Psychological, Psychological warfare. warfare is
1: now is now gonna find that thing. On what his, if on he the found
2: Draymond's current girl and actually had sex with her before the game? In the- Brazil? Is she in Brazil? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh what was the last topic we had to talk about?
2: We gotta talk about my boy Sam Hinky. Oh, so dude, make the case for Sam Hinky. Uh, the case for Sam Hinkie is you bring in a guy who you ask him to completely overhaul everything. You ask him to tank. You ask him to lose on purpose and rebuild from the ground up. And then after two and a half years, you panic and fire him. That's insane. That's insane to judge him by the results on the court when that wasn't his job. Nobody wanted him to win. They they brought him in with the specific instruction, you are to lose, and then he lost, and they're like, You're a loser. Get out of here. That's that's crazy. So you're a Hinkyologist. A- absolutely. When I look at some of the GMs who, who have been who have had eight, nine, ten, twelve years, like uh like in Utah, the guy the guy's been there for nine years. Like, how does he get nine years? With the Orlando guy? Yeah. The mm.
0: Orlando guy's been in the top seven for a hundred years.
2: That's that's what I'm saying. And Hinky as a Philadelphia fan, um, I saw five years in a row where they were like a seven seed and they would go in and lose in six games. I got sick of it. I enjoyed the last three years because there was hope. So There if was he hope gets, for the future.
0: If he gets Carl Towns a year ago, yeah, he's a genius and the plan worked. Is he? Because yeah, Carl yeah. Towns
2: is going to be like a three-time MVP. Right. No, I agree with that. But if you put Carl Towns on this year's Sixers, how many games do you think they would have won?
0: I think they, I think they would have realized pretty quickly this guy's great, and we need to start building around him now. So, so you, he you
1: have don't get upset habits. with Hinkie that he was terrible at evaluating talent. That's the thing; like he, he didn't
0: really make any great picks. I'm,
2: so, I'm, I'm not giving him a good grade. I'm giving him an incomplete. Because his he ne- to me, he needed more time.
0: But if he- you're going to do this whole thing where you're going to take guys who can't come over to America for two years and take big risks and take guys with broken feet, why do you take... 22-year-old Michael Carter-Williams over Giannis, the Greek freak, who everybody, he was like 18, and nobody, he was a potential guy, he never knew, like, why not just take all potential guys? Why do it both ways? That's the part I didn't get.
2: Yeah, the, the MCW pick was inconsistent with the rest of the, the, plan. the, I, the I, plan. I agree with that. I agree. And, it's the one and, that didn't make sense. But on the surface, it's the only one that seemed to work out because he won Rookie of the Year. But I agree. I didn't vote for him. Do you have a vote? I have a vote. Fantastic. And Did, I, you I voted... Was,
0: not only did I not vote for him, but his agent got salty about it. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, why do I have to vote for somebody who put up stats on a terrible team? How do I, I don't know if he's good. Right. I forget who I voted for, but it wasn't him. I'm not voting for somebody who on a 12 win team. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> no, you I. Could, you could start on a 12 win team. The team's gonna suck <laughs> anyway. Like, who cares?
2: Yeah. I. I. Do you, you don't think Nerlens is good, right? Uh, I think Nerlens could be an effective defender. Could he be busy Biambo someday? Uh, I yeah, I I think he could be better than Bismack Biyombo.
0: Okay, there's no evidence whatsoever to to say that. Joe, what do you
2: think? The Sixers <laughs> need to
0: trade this pick. That that we know for sure.
2: We need to trade it for two second rounders. That's our I, blueprint. There's no sure thing. So like
0: I, I always look at it like, what would Belichick do? I think Belichick has played this stuff as well as anybody. He's always figured out like how to move back, how to pick up more picks, how to get as many chances as you can. Why wouldn't they just move backwards two spots with the Celtics who are just desperate to take all of these dumb picks they have and, and and overpay for something? Why not move back two spots, take Jamal Murray who's shooting the lights out and all these things, he made 79 of 100 threes in his Boston workout. You get three, 16, 23, 31, 35, we'll give you, like we just overpay for it and then you have all these chances to get lucky. I mean, look at the draft last year, Devin Booker, Fell to thirteen. Miles Turner fell to eleven. Justice Winslow fell to ten. Like these guys are great NBA point, are going to be great NBA starters.
2: I guess it depends on how you evaluate Ben Simmons. If if you're drinking the Ben Simmons Kool Aid, you take him. But for the team
0: you have, he makes no sense unless you got rid of like three of the guys you already took. And they need the Sixers need multiple. Yeah, you need you need perimeter guys. The whole league has gone toward the perimeter. That's another thing with the hinky people. The whole league went to the perimeter and shooters and creators and guys like Curry and Clay Thompson and and all these dudes. And yet he's just taking these guys from 15 years ago. That makes sense. That's a part. Nobody's been able to explain that part except for Nick (laughs) Staskas. That's true. Give him credit (laughs) on that one. (laughs) That's true. The hot sauce. Uh, Yeah. So, how did did the hinkyologist explain that part? Uh, If he was such a genius, why didn't he seem to have any idea where basketball was going?
2: Well, I I feel like you could you could argue that Dario Saric could could fill that role. I mean, everybody looks at the the picks that are here. It's easy to forget about Dario he's Saric because he's a too.
0: Yeah, but he, he played the exact same position as Ben Simmons. Joel's making a confused face. All all these I didn't even know that guy. Sorry, <laughs> that, that, that says enough in itself. I liked him. In the we I did that draft that year for ESPN. He was one of my favorite prospects because he he's fiery. He's one of those. He's like. Uh, you know those Europeans that they make the shot and they look turn to the crowd and they do like yeah. European bad guy things. Like he's he's got a little of that. All right. To me, to me the. But the, so, so did Andrea Bargnani.
2: The solution <laughs> at this point, you trade Okafor for D'Angelo Russell. You know the Lakers don't want to deal with the D'Angelo Russell headache anymore. So you get smaller that way. So you, you bring keep, in you one of the no worst. L.
0: You bring one of the worst locker room chemistry guys of the past five years. He's that's, like nineteen. That's your, that's your plan. He's twenty. He's fine. He'll. <laughs> he
2: learned. He learned from that. <laughs> he'll
0: never use Snapchat to break up a teammate's relationship if again. If he
2: does that twice, I would be that's very <laughs> surprised. If he does that again, then yeah, yeah I, I will come back on the podcast and admit that you were a genius. Okay. If he uses Snapchat to to expose somebody's infidelity two times, then yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Mm. But otherwise, you, you, you trade Okafor for Russell, you draft Ben Simmons. and Okafor for Russell's on the table? It's on my table. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't have access to their notes, but that's what I would do. Couldn't they have just
0: drafted him then to begin
1: <laughs>
2: yes, with? Yes, they could have. It's called revisionist history. <laughs> oh, Dr-
0: oh, okay. How much does uh, the Porzingis thing hurt the hinky?
2: Uh, yeah, terribly.
0: Because oh. makes- Porzingis is like, if you were creating a stretch five in a fucking lab... You right. would create Porzingis. He like, is, he's seven foot three, and he's got twenty five foot range, and he's yeah. tough, and
1: yeah, a stud, a few, future of the NBA. In are the line you a Knicks with fan? Dark. I forget.
0: Uh, it depends. Okay. What if 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 Jim- God, Dolan's just ruined <laughs> basketball yeah. in New York. Like even like diehard Knicks fans are like, I, I, I mean, I hope they do well. I just it's, I'm it's just so beat It's tough to up.
1: Uh, root for a team run by, by J. D. and the straight shooters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Straight shot. Straight. Do you feel like we as a society have failed to get the word out that James Dolan is in a blues band and sings? And <laughs> like, I know people know it, but I don't know if people know it. Well, that, that's, it is something that is going to have to I be in our show. That's like what our show way. is
2: for. I I've written several scripts. Everyone have, features features JD in the Straight Shot he, prominently. He yeah,
1: he could be the. They could be the house band. They could write the theme song Ooh. for the show.
2: Yeah.
0: Could we get them as the house band?
2: I love that idea.
0: JD and the, and the straight shot? We want people to watch the show. Bro.
2: I can't imagine they're busy doing anything else. First of all, it's always fun when a white person
0: sings blue songs like that. <laughs> like, you got bad luck. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is that you're the fuck. Hold that I gotta do, I gotta pay, pay tribute to our friends at Stamps.com. Which post office do you guys use? I can't even find stamps out here. I need to pay the rent. Glendale. The answer should have been, I don't use a post office. Using a post office is terrible. It's a terrible place to be. You have to wait in line. You have to be around all these people you don't want to be in the same line with. Little kids running around. Can't find stuff. Somebody's at the line for 10 minutes arguing about whatever. Like, why go? I don't understand. Why would you go to the post office?
2: Every time I go, it's awful.
0: you got to find a parking space. The post offices always have like seven, eight parking spaces for 17 cars. you got to stay in there. Somebody might hit your fender. I mean, you might get in a car accident in the post office parking lot. Well, um, just go to Stamps.com. At Stamps.com, you can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer or printer. Sign up for Stamps.com right now. Use the promo code BS. You get a four-week trial. A $110 bonus offer that includes postage and a digital scale. Digital scale you can use for more than postage. Mm -hmm. You know, you just weigh things. Weigh anything. Weigh food, weigh granola. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The post office situation is lousy. Stamps.com, not lousy. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in BS. That's Stamps.com. Enter BS. All right. It's Brendan time. Come sit in the middle. This is Brendan. No, sit in the middle.
3: Right here. Joel,
0: you stay. Yeah, pull that mic over a little bit. Um, Alright You guys have to share a mic like your Springsteen and whoever in the We Are the World video. <laughs> Who did Springsteen share the mic with?
1: Cindy Lauper. Uh, I don't remember.
0: You got to move up a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. On that, this really is like We Are the World. So, Brendan Lynch, one of our writers, uh, stand-up comic. Yes. Um, sports fan.
3: Sports fan and podcast coach. I, I was coaching Pat and Joel yesterday about their hot oh, takes. Oh, what to do? Okay. Giving them notes. Hot take coach. And I was like a proud father sitting there. Right. And it, was, they, they, it was beautiful, guys. Thank um,
0: you. Brandon, when we do, we have a, a bunch of ideas meetings. And there's always one nugget from Brendan's life that, that skips out. Like, for instance, a couple weeks ago, you just casually in the middle of conversation... Um, confessed to going to the eight-hour O.J. movie in Santa Monica, and how you brought a friend, but you didn't tell him that the movie was eight hours. Yeah, my. You're my, like, you want to meet at this movie at one thirty? You didn't tell him it was eight hours long.
3: Yeah, he was mad. Um, <laughs> but everyone said no because it's a big ask. Because I, I, I assume my wife was going to go, but she she's so sick of O.J. stuff. Like I took her on an O.J. tour right, of Brentwood. You, I've, you know, we've watched every single O.J. We watched courtroom footage together. Yeah. um, And she just said no more. Can you tell
0: us more about the O.J. tour in Brentwood?
3: Oh, okay. So the O.J. tour in Brentwood, there's a a, uh, guy, his name is Adam, um, and he's a stand-up comedian. He offers this O.J. tour. He actually, the original O.J. tour was done by a screenwriter who wrote the cartoon Land Before Time.
0: And then OJ killed them.
3: No, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, he um, he started doing it during the time of the trial, and then when this all these new uh, shows came out, he, this this uh, kid Adam he got permission to do it, and I read about it and immediately bought a ticket. And uh, you start out at this. First of all, he picks you up in a white bronco. That's I. That, I mean, I feel like he should. What and are you
0: doing this
1: weekend? The, That's
3: fine. I'm tour, doing this. The tour is on a Sunday night. Like the same night, we, we meet at, well, you meet at the, uh, him at the school. Okay. Where there was the play that, um, what? Yeah. Okay. And, um, then he takes you up through, um, uh, the Gretna Green apartment. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. You know, um, to find out, you know, where that was in relation to OJ's house. Then you go over to the, the, um, uh, the restaurant, which is now a Pete's Coffee. Right. Um, I've been to
0: that Pete's Coffee. I didn't never knew it was a historic Pete's Coffee. It used to be Mezzaluna, where she left the eyeglasses.
3: A, a tiny little... I don't want to step on this guy's tour, but... A no, ti- please step ti- on it. Tiny little note. Um, there were, I believe, two other waiters who were murdered who worked at that at restaurant. At the Mezzaluna? Yeah. Really? Two other... Yeah. Two more. Two more. Tate agrees. All yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tate. Tate was at the uh, at the eight it's hour. So OJ t- t- yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. Go- Google the name um, Michael Nig um, is his name, and there's a there's a YouTube page. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a Wikipedia page uh, dedicated to this. But wait,
0: um, on this OJ tour, how do you? see the house because they knocked it down and they don't even have the address anymore. So you just drive by where the house used to be?
3: Um, yeah, you just drive by the OJ's house. Yeah, just you know um, where it used to be. And, and then you go to the Rockingham estate?
0: Yeah. Do you go to the McDonald's that he went to with Cato where they, he was always rumored to have no, done. I w- God knows what at the McDonald's that got him fired up.
3: I went to that on my own. Okay, <laughs> uh, th- okay, yeah, that was a that McDonald's is still there. Um, yeah, it's been totally refurbished. It's now like re- one of the really new Mc- style McDonald's. But Do you believe
0: that story that him and Cato might have done some m- uh, done some uh, substances that got OJ a little fired up? Um. So one of my favorite rumors of that whole thing. Who knows if it's true?
3: i I do think it's interesting that in the that o j and kato I always thought that they were close but they weren't close
0: yeah, he was like that house house boy living in the back yeah um, um all right, so wait um your internet deep dives your last three do you remember what they were
3: um yeah, um I looked on my phone and uh I'm getting really into uh, chiropractic adjustment videos okay. on YouTube. Uh, I have a specific guy that I want the uh, the listeners to, to search out. His name is Nelson uh, Vitanzi. He's, okay. he's, he works out of Colorado. This guy is a machine, okay? <laughs> this guy is... And my wife won't let me go to a chiropractor. It's one of my dreams, but she's... Her dad's a... A doctor, so she's totally against it. She said she would leave me if I went to a chiropractor. Okay. But this guy, Nelson V E T A N Z E. Yeah. His videos are fascinating. He has Jake he he adjusts Jake Plummer, the oh, snake. That, Jake Plummer retired early. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, just, so that's one. Yeah, that's one. What's what's your number two deep dive? So the number two deep dive is sort of an like A continuation of that. I was getting really into chiropractic adjustment videos. Mm -hmm. They relax me. I like to just sit there, maybe a little cocktail, watch someone get adjusted. I don't know what it is. Then all of a sudden I click on this video, chiropractic stroke. What is this? I click on it. It's Kevin Sorbo. That's the
0: worst porn search ever.
3: (laughs) Kevin Sorbo, Hercules. Look this up. He spoke at the uh, this medical conference about how his chiropractor adjusted his neck, and he was driving on um, Wilsh- Wilshire Boulevard. And th- the way- Kevin St- Kevin Sorbo is the most amazing storyteller okay. of all time. And it's just him having a stroke in his expensive car, g- going from the- and and I have no listen chiropractors. I have no uh, you ill know, will toward you. Yeah. I have no ill will. It's just Kevin Sorbo is not into it. He's, you know, totally against um, neck adjustments specifically. Yeah. Um, but please look that video up because Kevin Sorbo brilliant.
0: Who knew Kevin Sorbo was America's greatest storyteller? Oh, it's like cuz he, he talks so about So he's like is he like a modern-day Mark Twain? Like how would you describe he, him?
3: Yes. Okay. That's tw- tw- he he cuz he's talking about like the veins in the neck, yeah. right? And then he describes Wilshire as the vein um, of Ooh. Los Angeles, oh, it's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. St- I don't know, if- but maybe he had too much muscle to be adjusted. Might have been part of the problem.
0: Yeah, no, he's. I he's think for a- people like us, it would have been fine. All right, what's your third deep dive?
3: Oof, uh, I got, I got a couple. Um, uh, I'm gonna pick one. I'm gonna go with. Let's go. Uh, okay, let's go with Eyes Wide Shut. Okay, this is a movie I saw when I was younger. I hated it. Yeah, it's like this is the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I can't believe Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman spent three years with this maniac in England making this thing. Then on YouTube, looking around, come across these people who analyzed the movie.
0: I, I may or may not have seen one of these. And
3: yeah. it now it's my favorite movie. I can't <laughs> stop watching Eyes Wide Shut. My wife is like, stop watching that movie. And it is, it's, it, like, I'm convinced, like, Stanley Kubrick, I mean, the guy, it was just, he's on another level. Because people did this with The Shining,
0: too. Somebody made a whole documentary about all the things they, did you see that one? Yeah. 237?
3: Totally. Yeah, I I saw that. That's a,
0: that's like, yeah. So you think the eyes wide shut, deep dive, seeing things beyond the movie is even better than it was for The Shining?
3: Yeah uh yeah the theories are are give us like two theories oh uh, um two theories are um well, red mask. The character, if you've seen it, they, there's a there's a sex party. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's this red mask guy, and when I was watching it as a kid, I was like, "This is." Wait, just- you're
0: talking about Eyes Wide Shut? Not I- the show party we had.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah no. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And uh, there's a theory just about there's all these theories on who Red Mask is. It's just a lot about how like Stanley Kubrick was is telling us that you know, the Illuminati exists and I, and and I'm, I have no opinion on it. I'm just fascinated. There's all these symbol uh, masks, stuffed tigers. These are things to look out for people. Yeah. Stuffed tigers.
0: Uh, Always. You always heard that.
3: um, (laughs) Isn't the number
0: 33 an Illuminati number? Because I love that number because Larry Bird and I've gotten weird emails from Illuminati. People like, Hey dude, I I get the 33 thing, man. You're one of us. I'm like, no,
3: I'm not. I just like Larry Bird. I'm not in the Illuminati. (laughs) Yeah, the um, 33, you can look up, the. the, there's all these people online, like Walt Disney's, his club at Disneyland. 33 Club. 33 Club. Mm. Um, And and I want to let it be known because sometimes I pitch these out-of-the-box stuff and I don't preface it with, like, I'm fascinated by the Illuminati. I I don't believe in conspiracy theory. I'm more fascinated that, I just love passion. If you're into something, mm. I want to be around you. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's why you love Pat. Pat loves <laughs> Pat sugar a free passionate Red Bull guy. Yeah. Sugar free Red
0: Bull. Sugar free Red Bull and all the Philadelphia sports teams and stamps.com. Stamps.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just love, I, so that's, that's what's great about the internet is that you just find these um, people who are just, you know, while most people are out worrying about a job. Yeah. They're watching Eyes Wide Shut frame by frame, yeah. just trying to pick up the nuances. And I, w- I want to be a part of it. You know? Well, this
0: is why we, we've picked the writers on our staff very carefully. And we love passion more than anything. We have a bunch of passionate people. If you uh, learned
1: anything today, Bill, you have to have the Lopez twins and chiropractic Kevin Sorbo on, on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so, Talking I, about Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brenda, this might not, we, I i think we're going to create a podcast for Channel 33— Illuminati number, channel thirty three. <laughs> didn't realize it. Uh, but I think we're gonna have a podcast that we're gonna create called The Writers Room. Because we have uh not just you three, but Kathy and we have Trayvon who's been on this podcast. And um I think we just need a place for these things to be discussed. Because it seems like your deep dives change every week too.
3: Oh yeah. I mean it's 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 based on mood, it's based do you, on how much
0: how often do you sleep?
3: um not often last night i went to bed at three my wife is in maryland with her parents so i've just been my clocks
0: before we go can you tell the story about when your wife's purse got stolen
3: oh my god okay yeah so um we were doing lawn i was doing laundry Uh, my wife is a dentist so i was washing her scrubs um and, she, and so I said, hey, do you want to walk around the block while, uh, you know, it's, it's in the dryer? She says, sure. So we, we walk around our, blo- our block, which is a, 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 just a normal area of L.A. called Palms. We're walking around the block, and this guy on a skateboard runs up behind. And I just move out of the way because I know most skateboarders are, just have nothing to lose, right? <laughs> uh, like, why even create a problem? So I just move up, and the guy... T- Grabs on like ta- like doesn't tackle my wife but just bear hugs her and starts and and I have never been in a fight in my life right yeah um so I say I start pulling him off of her and she's screaming right and then I go and I can't think of anything to say to the guy I'm face to face with him fist and this is what comes out of my mouth do you want a bang bro. <laughs> because there's a i'm a big ultimate fighter fan and there's there's a guy on the ultimate fighter who who just look up let me bang bro yeah uh because there's this guy who, who got drunk in the Definitely ultimate fighter Google, let me bang, bro. <laughs> no 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 youtube it youtube let me bang bro because there's this guy i forget what his name was but he had mohawk but he he got drunk in the ultimate fighter house and he just wanted to bang he just wanted to fight so i said do you want to bang bro then these, other, these neighbors came out, they surrounded him, tackled him, we called the LAPD, they came like two hours later. <laughs> my, wife, my wife would not talk to me. She, the only thing she said to me, she looked me in the eye and she said, do you wanna bang, bro? What was that? And the other guy, and then the cop, nothing really happened, the cop said, you should've punched him. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, and my wife accused me of not wanting to break my hand because it would affect my right, which is totally not true. Like so I would is have like punched that, her. What was that weird movie that where where there was the uh,
0: avalanche and instead of saving his family, the dad ran out of the way.
1: Snow Dogs? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. There was a mo- This is the whole point of a movie, and I can't remember the name of it. It was like Norwegian or something, but uh the dad instead of protecting like they're sitting have, at a ski slope having lunch and this avalanche is coming and the dad runs instead of you know force, trying to figure out force what
2: majeure, force
0: for majeure. yeah force majeure i got to look that and up and the wife oh my god this would mess with you for like a week and the wife is so upset that she, he didn't protect the family instead of mm. just protecting himself that they that then the movie ensues after that I mean, I'm I would a, recommend that might be a deep dive for you. I'm
3: a team player, and let me just say that the reason the guy grabbed onto her, um, the cop said, is that he smoked uh, synthetic marijuana, uh, which I, you know, so just uh, stay away from that. Stay away from that. Yeah. Well.
0: I think we're going to launch uh, The Writer's Room next week on Channel 33 because we need more of this. Uh, Thanks again to today's sponsor, Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered, American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. Uh, Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash BS. Use code BS. Uh, Thanks to stamp.com. Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. Sign up for Stamps.com right now. Use the promo code BS for a four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer. That includes postage and a digital scale. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in BS. Thanks again to 54Club. It's a $60 a month high end clothing membership. We'll provide you with stylish clothes bound to make you stand out in the crowd. Go to 54club.com, use promo code BS at sign up for 50% off your first package. Uh, thanks to Starry Station, the world's best touchscreen router for blazing fast Wi Fi. We need it desperately in these offices. Uh, say goodbye to Wi Fi problems and blinking lights. Control your Wi Fi on your own. Learn more about Star Station at slash BS. Uh, please check out the ringer.com. We've done some great stuff. Check out our podcast network. We have eight podcasts going. They're all awesome. Um, and my show launches June 22nd, HBO, Wednesday night, any given Wednesday. Give your uh, Twitter handle so people can follow you on Twitter. Joel.
1: It's uh, Joel W. Solomon, S O L O M O N.
3: Uh, brendanzig b-r-e-n-d-a-n-z-i-g pat barker comedy
0: um yeah follow those guys um it's fun having you in my life this has been good we got our show launching soon um and we have a good time here in the office so uh thank you for being on the podcast thanks nice uh, for having us f- cool. enjoy the weekend
1: anytime y'all want to see me again rewind this track right here
3: close your eyes The picture me rolling.